it's certainly not unique to tech or gadgets, but I hear people say all the time, we're not allowed to have favorites. Well, I hate to break it to you, but we all do, myself included. And when it comes to video game consoles, my favorite has been the same for a very long time. We've walked together down the path of the great histories of consoles over the last few months, and this week we're bookending it with a last but certainly not least moment, albeit one that comes at a very big and potentially course-altering time for the company and brand we're covering today. You see, when a little Redmond-based software company, and yes, I'm kidding, decided over 20 years ago to throw caution to the wind and not only enter the hardware space, but to do so against the likes of Nintendo and Sony, a lot of people said they were crazy, it'd be short-lived, and possibly even disastrous for them. Fast forward those 20 or so years though, and Microsoft's Xbox sits firmly alongside Sony and Nintendo at the forefront of the gaming world. But as we mentioned earlier, that world is changing at a breakneck pace. Rampant consolidation, massive hardware shortages, and skyrocketing costs are just a few of the hurdles, not just ahead, but upon Microsoft and their peers at this very moment. So the question remains, will Microsoft find a health pack quickly enough to jump to the next level, or have their aspirations taken them to the ultimate boss battle, under-equipped and woefully outmatched? Let's find out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. We're here this week, you know, controllers in hand, because uh, <laughs> this is one that's near and dear to our hearts. This is the not really the end of, because there's so many other ways for us to take this road forward from here. But um, if you've been listening along, we've done, you know, history-centric uh, episodes to date on both Nintendo and Sony. And that led us to, I mean, this logical place, which is none other than Xbox a history, because it's shockingly an incredible history and i still think it's an ever more interesting path forward especially right now we very inadvertently timed it to what many consider a pivotal inflection point for what xbox is going to be in the future um and a lot of people don't know the answer to that question yet obviously possibly not even microsoft themselves yeah, i was gonna right. say yeah but uh, cheating ahead too much um before we just dive right into you know ground zero for this entire brand, for this platform, for this console, I do think it's interesting to mention at the top that we have a bit of an easier job on ourselves this shot because when you think about it in the context of Nintendo, right. that literally went back, what was it, over a century. Yeah. And then Sony, at the very least, had ties to Nintendo's earlier or earliest yeah. console days, certainly into the 90s. Um, Xbox, not so much, you know, Microsoft, Microsoft was, you know, the late comer for sure to this entire world. And everyone kind of looked at it, eyebrows raised when they chose to enter, but man, they, they entered all right. So (laughs) let's talk the original Xbox and what it was like, you know, in 2001, you know, shocking to think it 2001 seemed simultaneously like multiple lifetimes ago but also in the context of this kind of technology it's hard Mm -hmm. to think about a time when xbox wasn't part of the conversation when really it was nintendo v sony you know Mm -hmm. you still had atari clinging on for dear oh yeah sega all these brands uh you know still the still in the in the world as it were and then microsoft just rolled up with this really oddly named black hunk of plastic that in many ways, some would say for better, some would say for worse, changed the industry. So yeah. 
what, what do you guys remember about, you know, let's, let's go back to the original Xbox, you know, in being introduced in November, 2001. Um, you know, wh- where was that in y'all's gaming lives? Yeah. It's yeah, definitely for, wild that it was over 20 years ago. That's yeah, that's for sure. Yes. Think about that. <laughs> yeah. First, first and foremost, um, I was a much poorer man back then. <laughs> and, uh, I had literally just gotten married, um, and had a, uh, had a PlayStation. So not even a PlayStation two, just the original PlayStation. PlayStation. Still. So yep. I, I didn't partake in the first generation of Xboxes. I played it, you know, at kiosks in the mall and like that kind of thing. And at a friend's house and stuff. So I'd played on one, but I never, I didn't actually have that one or own any of the original Xbox games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, I, I definitely remember when you plug it in, like the green, like that would go around when you would turn the console on. That was definitely like something that sure. I remember. Uh, and then I didn't own one either. So it was my experience with it was definitely like going to friends' houses yeah. and loading up Halo 2 um, and kind of being blown away. Like, I need this game. Like, I need to play Halo, you know. <laughs> so it definitely was working, you know, with their with their strategy. It was definitely something I hadn't played before. And, you know, I'll always remember the controller for sure. That's definitely super memorable. The, the original? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The, the original Xbox controller is right up there for me with the N64 controller in mm. things that are just instantly <laughs> recognizable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pivotal in what they meant, but also what will lead me to having, like, bone and joint hand problems later mm. in life i'm sure <laughs> from the from the hours you know holding them in the positions they forced you right. to do um, cody you touched on something really really pivotal there though because xbox was so late pun intended mm. to this game you know and mm. compared to the others but by, by a decade plus in some cases almost two decades um but they they accomplished that splash in a lot of ways by famously attaching themselves at the hip to some incredibly important titles um we're not going to go all the way down this specific rabbit hole too long but halo it has to be the first one that comes to mind like halo and xbox were and continue to be synonymous um i just i don't know if we would have the xbox history we have today if halo hadn't been a part of the earliest days of that history it was that was the big draw for that console as well i i can't i can't think of another game really off the top of my head for the original Xbox that had that kind of pull right? that would bring people to it. it that, was, that was the game that made people turn their heads. Oh, well, we can't get that anywhere else. It was back in those, the very much the console exclusive days where you had to go, you know, like if you wanted to play a Crash Bandicoot game, you had to get a PlayStation. If you wanted um, what, a Ratchet and Clank, you had to get a PlayStation, mm-hmm. those kind of things. You couldn't yep. get them anywhere else. And, you know, some of that's still true, but, you know, oh, yeah, that was, was very true much Mario. back in the day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's just so funny because I, I, I think about two things when I think about, well, Xbox in general, but definitely the earlier days. It was Halo, for sure, mm-hmm. which funny to think that some earlier possible outcomes for Halo was for it to have been a third-person shooter for the Mac. Mm-hmm. That was its oh, first. Right. That was that was going to be its original outlet, and then it morphed and transformed into the industry-shaking first-person shooter. That, of mm. course, really brought us the Xbox. So, I, I really I think about Halo, but I also think about again things we take for table stakes today. So, it launched in November two thousand one. In November two thousand two, we got Xbox Live, mm-hmm. and oh, wow, that okay. was the other thing that I just. To Day this standard. day, well, yes, <laughs> to this day, I think about, and this is not to dunk on Nintendo, but 
Nintendo's online services continue to be abysmal. One mm-hmm. of the worst experiences in gaming in general. And and to think about they've been, I mean, I don't want to say chasing because it's not like they've frankly been trying very hard because yeah. they're Nintendo and they right. don't have to. <laughs> yeah, and that's just we've we've already dissected that point to death. But it's just funny to think here we are over 20 years later, and Xbox Live was really when you think about even what we're going to get to in a little bit about streaming games and just these online centric platforms, all that draws a direct bead back to Xbox Live and what mm-hmm. that meant for not just getting your buddies together to play Halo on your living room floor, but now, in all frankness, your buddy could just stay home for you know, a little <laughs> interrogate. That's the death of that social interaction. That could be an episode, yeah. Yeah, but what was actually meaningful for me at the time was, you know, I, I did have a very, very dear friend who moved across the country around that around that time period. And playing Halo on Xbox Live was one of the ways we stayed in touch for years after that. Um, that was I, That was a big deal. I remember it being a, a thing when Xbox Live came out that everyone was kind of in an uproar, like, I've got to pay every month to be able to right. play online. Mm-hmm. No one had ever done anything like that before. I mean, you had games that were quasi-online at that point that you would log in and play mm-hmm. um, you know, on the consoles. Like, you know, the, the PlayStation consoles had some of that multiplayer coming around, but you didn't have to pay extra for it. And this was an, a, an add-on and every all oh, Microsoft's so greedy. And then everyone just paid it anyway. Well, and then there was, well, then, then you got into like, and this is, we're jumping forward a little bit, but then you got into like Xbox Live versus Xbox Live Gold, if you remember sure. those days, because yep. yeah. you had like the base set of services and then you had, you know, the stuff you paid for. Right. And this is really, really getting ahead. And I promise I'll bring it back to a couple more things about the Xbox. But I remember, so in college would have been the Xbox 360 years for me. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember my, my 360 was my everything device. Um, including my DVD player and even my HD DVD player, yep. but we're not going to get into that just yet either. Um, I distinctly to remember there was, I don't remember if they ever finally removed this requirement or not, but there was a time at least where the DVD player app, because it was an app that really mm-hmm. you had to launch it to, yep. it, it would not fire off if your internet was down. Right. It actually, it actually had to talk to Xbox Live services for DRM to open the DVD player app, and it was a freaking college apartment building in Gainesville, Florida. Let me tell you, the internet went down frequently, <laughs> yeah. and I would put in a DVD to play it because the internet's down. What else am I going to do? Watch a freaking? I'm not going to do homework. I'm going to watch yeah. a movie. <laughs> and I remember almost chucking the thing across the room because I go to put it in, and the app would not launch because it couldn't connect to Xbox Live services. Wow. Just a yeah, precursor. You know, they were festering on that even back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I remember so, that with I remember that with Netflix back in the day, which is oh, again, the, the dish that you put in. You'd actually have to <laughs> yeah. put a disc in to get to the streaming services. Yep. So I guess for, uh, for the original Xbox, yes, the, the top two selling games, Halo 2 and Halo 1. Right? Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah. Yes. Halo 2 sold 8 million uh, and Halo 1 sold 5 million. And the third place is only three million, so they definitely it was X, it was a Halo machine, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was absolutely a Halo machine, and I do want to do a quick aside only because it's so current news. So we are living in the world of you know Zelda Tears of the Kingdom right now, not sure. to bring this back oh, yes, to the Switch, <laughs> but the the numbers dropped this week. The game has been out for one week today, um, 
the con that in one week that um title has already moved over 10 million copies yeah it's yeah fastest, absolutely fastest selling game nintendo game in history so yep oh wow i didn't see that that's yeah. that's yeah. awesome yeah. It is putting the industry on notice. Sorry, Cody, quoting those numbers because yeah. we think about how pivotal Halo and Halo 2 were. And mm -hmm, they, yeah. they sold 5 and 8 million copies respectively. And uh, Tears of the Kingdom has now moved 10 million in mm -hmm. one week. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's wild to think about. <laughs> just oh, the game so being like, I, it's so much just bigger. Just the attach rate. Because, yeah. because I didn't play on the console, I looked up, you know, their... Um, the big games for them, mm -hmm. you know, the, the highest rated games on sure. the original Xbox console. So Halo is number one, obviously, because, obviously. you know, there's a theme here. But games that I forgot were on there that were really big. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic was, yes. was yeah. on that one, which is a great game. Oh, uh, yep. and, and the series I completely forgot about, but of course it was so pivotal, uh, Fable. Yes. Yeah. The, the whole Fable series was really big and it was the only fact that there. Are there. The fact that there are Fable fans today that are still holding on with bated breath, waiting for, for them to one. announce the next Fable 20-something yeah. years later. Yeah. Probably so. won't happen any, at this point. They tried, but, but yeah. They no, did Fable try real great. hard. Those were great. Mm. Um, and, and Eric, you, you brought it all the way back really well because um, the Star Wars game, the, the Knights of the Old Republic, were mm. hugely popular. But that was also one of my earliest memories of something being wildly popular. You're right on the console and on PC and on PC at the same time. Yep. And that was an example, I think, of what Microsoft was trying to hedge in the first place. So that original Xbox team was born out of Microsoft actually looking at the PlayStation 2 that had come out in 1999 and saying this could be a problem. They saw this very accessible, comparatively inexpensive threat to their PC gaming business because yep. they had already dominated the workplace and they knew what was going to continue dragging those expensive white boxes home was people wanting to play video games. Mm -hmm. And the fact that even at the time, a quote unquote gaming PC was a thousand, two thousand plus dollars, and you can go out and get a PlayStation 2 for a few hundred. That had them appropriately concerned. Yep. And they had they had this technology, DirectX. Like, well, what if yep. we built a game console based on this? And that's actually where the X and Xbox comes from is the DirectX platform that we use to this day. I mean, DirectX mm, right. is and still a foundational element of Windows based oh, yeah. gaming. And I think that that was one of the big things, one of the big draws and one of the big reasons that they were able to be so successful is that they based it on DirectX because yep. there were multiple game studios out there that that's what they lived and breathed was programming in DirectX. And then yep. they would try to make a game for the PlayStation and it was based on completely different code. It had nothing to do with DirectX and they had mm -hmm. to completely rewrite games and trying to port games from PC to PlayStation has notoriously right. always been terrible because they have yeah. to completely reprogram everything. So it was, you know, they were able to spin a lot of PC games into the Xbox a lot easier because of that, I think. So that well, helped well, them help prop them up at the beginning. Absolutely. Well, one of the foundational concepts of what is an Xbox, forget forgetting just a game console for a second, but an Xbox specifically was Microsoft saying, we have this whole market of PC gaming. And the biggest challenge to PC game makers is you go find a thousand home PC owners. I don't know how, but somehow you're going to find 1100 different variations. You know, there's right. and trying to make these games to be forget playing well, to make them play a bowl on, you're never going to hit all of them. You're likely not even going to hit half of them, but just as many as possible is yeah. a huge task and optimization and specking and everything else. So the concept was let's make 
effectively a scaled down PC running a fork of Windows with DirectX on top of it to be able to go to these developers and say, here's the spec. If you can make your game do this, we then promise it will be able to play for each and every person that buys one. Mm -hmm. And that's what allowed them to take these experiences and then make them tightly controlled and curated and to scale and not having to worry about, you know, their phones ringing off the hook because Timmy got his new copy of, you know, whatever new game and it won't play because mom wouldn't get him a new video card. You know what I mean? Like that, Mm -hmm. it was just go get the kid, the Xbox, go buy the game. Kid is now taking care. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that that economy was handled. So you know that they, they had the base components. Now, obviously, we've ne- we've since watched the game console, Xbox included, go f- farther and farther away from being quote unquote a PC, yeah. and then now in the current generation, snap all the way back. Where yep. I mean, let's face it, my Xbox Series X is just the best PC you can buy for five hundred dollars, and we've mm-hmm. interrogated that on this show many times. I, I do the exercise once a year for fun. You cannot build a comparable PC for oh, yeah. anywhere near the amount of money. And actually, to cheat ahead even further, neither can Microsoft. They <laughs> sell these consoles right. at a loss mm-hmm, because yep. the money is Comes not even necessarily in the games anymore exactly. It's in the services coming yep, full, yep. full circle to things like what we once called Xbox Live. Um, now we have things like Game Pass and all these other services that that's where the dollars are. But again, I keep bouncing forward and backward in time. So we had the Xbox being built on that platform. Uh, one of my favorite things that, I've, that I found while pulling just some some history uh, in preparation for this was some of the names that they were throwing around that included the direct Xbox. And <laughs> my personal favorite, because yeah. this just, this drips of Windows, I'm sorry, Microsoft in the 90s, so bad. The Windows Entertainment Project. <laughs> the web read them and the weep <laughs> the windows yeah. entertainment project and the, the, the my single favorite thing that was xbox was a control name like when they were doing sample groups mm-hmm. it was just it was it was a throw it wasn't supposed to even be it was just it was a control right. group well, they had a the list samples. of like four names that they came up with and one of them they didn't have a four was it always, or, yeah, xbox. always xbox and it always and won. <laughs> that that one perf- outperformed, and that's, that's how they got the name Xbox. Oh, that's pretty funny. The, yeah, it rolls off the tongue. It's pretty, yeah. pretty easy to it, say. Yeah, no, it was. It, it's definitely better than the web. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what, the last thing I'll say about you know that that ground zero that Xbox moment for me was I thought it was very interesting that in their first attempt, their opening salvo, the narrative for me at least immediately became. Xbox versus PlayStation. Yep. Like Nintendo, Cody, what would that was was that GameCube 2001? Give or give or yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, it would have been GameCube, yeah. I, I just I don't personally and I think this narrative survives to today. We don't in any meaningful way compare the Switch to the Xbox or the PlayStation to, today. No. Nor did I at the time really compare the GameCube to either the Xbox or the PlayStation. But pre-Xbox, it was very much Nintendo v. Sony. But mm-hmm. somehow, yeah. the yeah, fair enough. The minute Xbox arrived, that entire script was flipped to now it's just it's PlayStation versus Xbox. And, and, and to, that's where it was for generations to this day. And, and to harp on that history that I keep interjecting with, the, the Xbox and the PlayStation 2 was the one-two punch combo um, that destroyed Sega because they came That's out true. with the Dreamcast in '99, yep. and, it, and it 
could not perform against the PlayStation and it died. And then Sega is now just, they make a few, you know, retro games for other consoles. They're, they're a zombie brand for the most part. Pretty much. It's It's just great. You're right. Cause the, the PlayStation two dug the hole and Xbox kicked them into it. I mean, I mean, really that, that was it. Yeah, yeah, it was man, that 3D and, explosion. Like, obviously, yep. 3D games had come out before that, but the, with the GameCube, like, right. you know, Nintendo was doing 3D, but it, it was it was the beginning of them being below uh, of the three. Everybody you else. Know? Like, it was, you knew yeah. if you got a Nintendo console, it, it could run Mario, but it's not going to run the, Halo 2 now. They, you know? And they marketed it properly. It was, <laughs> you know, PlayStation and Xbox were PC replacements, and mm-hmm. Nintendo was your Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's like this is your this you know this is your this is your fun console. Is it going to be the best? Yeah, nah, but it's going to be fun, mm-hmm. you know. And the other two were like fighting each other for dominance over the PCs. So pulling your heads off with graphics. And yeah, like, that's yeah. right, <laughs> which is great. But that that brings us into the 360 next. Yes, which Sorry. was where I started with the Xboxes and haven't well, looked the, back. So and and, and this. I do think the 360 is the moment for most people. Yep. Again, I have memories of the Xbox very, very fond ones, but it was still very much that first generation product. It was yep. still very, very niche. The 360 is where it just became, well, obviously this is the one you get. Mm-hmm. And that's even more interesting when we think about the struggles that Microsoft still having today, but we're, we're going to let that come, come, you know, full circle. So November, 2005, ju- that's actually shocking to me. I, I always re- knew it that way, but I guess I never remembered it that way, if that makes any sense. It was only four years. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's primarily because, as we'll get into more, the original Xbox had no mid-cycle refreshes. So right. it, was just, yeah. it, it was just the Xbox. Through They knew the day they launched it, their next step was the next generation of console. Yeah. And that was the 360. Um, you're right. Th- this was the one that every at one time or another pretty much if you were gaming you had one yeah right? oh yeah mm-hmm. felt like everyone had one partially because they eventually just got so cheap why wouldn't you and the same could be play, said for the playstation 2 and even the playstation 3 but that 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 xbox 360 was around for what felt like forever comparatively it and was, i mean it, it, was. it was it was it was what eight years so yeah 2013 was which we'll get to the xbox one but it it went through different generations for eight years um so many different that the 360 was the first one i also remember having like themed consoles in a meaningful way yep. like there was Jesus the gears of war and, one oh, there yeah. was the oh, halo God. one there were like there were so many like my first 360 i remember i um and it was only because huh, it's funny thing about now how common you know shortages and whatnot were there was a time period when i finally had scraped together enough money to get a 360 that they were it was just one of those holiday seasons where it was impossible to find i mean right. every single yeah. day i called every game stop within a 50 mile radius <laughs> you name it and then i, I I vividly remember there was some event on campus where like the, the, you know, you registered to win, to win a prize or whatever. And the prize was an Xbox 360. I of mm-hmm. course did not win. <laughs> Funny enough. Cause I was also like hawking Craigslist at the time. The person who won it was some engineering student, whatever, and basically didn't want very, very scholarly minded person. I give them all the credit in the world. Sure. They did not want the temptation of having a console in their dorm room because they knew they wouldn't complete their degree program if they did. <laughs> so they sold it for the money. And I ended up being the person that bought the console from the person that won it at that event where I tried to win one in the first place, which That's is, funny. you know, but it was also, it was the Halo three special edition 
console. Oh, okay. It was the it was like the olive uh, olive mm-hmm. green, like Master Chief color. All the like fake metal bits were that bronzy gold color yep. from Chief. Yeah. I just I can visually remember that console to this day. Did um, it red ring on you? Um, it did. Okay. So that 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 segues us really really well into. I, I think it would be. I would think it would be almost impossible for anyone to try to call the Xbox 360 anything other than a a resounding success. I mean, that was a pivotal console and possibly that's even more shocking because man, it had some weird moments throughout its history. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric walk us through the red ring of death. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, it took a little bit. I mean, it didn't happen immediately from my memory, but I guess what it ended up being was they did not, you know, when you attach a fan to a CPU, it needs to be cooled because they get hot and they use thermal paste to connect the processor to the fan to allow the heat transfer to cool it down. Apparently they didn't use either good thermal paste or enough thermal paste on the 360. So eventually after a little bit of time, they got stressed or that what they did put in there dried out and they would overheat. And when they would overheat, it would kill some of the components and it would bring up the little, there was a little green ring when you turned it yep. on on the front, or a circle of green. It would kind of cycle through. And I think it showed like which controllers were connected. Maybe it was like yeah, quarter it was like lights. Quarters, there was like yeah. four quartered mm-hmm. lights. So you, with the four quarter, you know, the four connectors. So it would eventually show like a red ring there. It would just a pulsing red ring if it had a hardware failure. And I also remember this worked for the PlayStation that my PlayStation 3 that had the same issue. So let's not just put this on Microsoft. You know, everybody at the time was having the same issue. But um, if you pulled the motherboard out of the Xbox and put it in your oven, um, you know, I'll get all the plastic components off it. So it was just the, the, the board and the, metal components and you put it in your oven at a certain temperature it was not like a super hot temperature but it was like a you know 200 between 200 and 300 degrees like somewhere in there and you left it in there for a certain amount of time it would remelt the thermal compound and it would stop the red ring of death so it can was, confirm uh, i tried this and it yeah. did not work and i got yeah. to scrape together enough money to buy yet another right Xbox. So, so yeah it, it actually it happened to me and it worked for me um, I was able to get it back together by baking it in the oven and then putting it back together. I did break one of the ribbon cables and had to special order a ribbon cable to get oh, it back that's together. That's incredible. But I got it back together and um, and it ended up working until I sold it after that, which was that's amazing. all the way at the end of the life cycle when I got the next Xbox in line when it yeah. finally came out. So Yeah, I did the I did the towel trick. I like wrapped the Xbox wrapped in a it. towel and turned oh, yeah. it on which and the, let it which sit the there. Same, which was the same general idea. Yes. Right? You're trying yeah. to get the internal mm-hmm. so hot so that it would hot. remelt that thermal paste. And yep. uh, it's just crazy. Which is hilarious to me because like, let's, let's unpack this for a moment as tech guys. I pulled apart my Xbox. I put it in the oven. <laughs> and then I put it back together yeah. rather than just taking the fan off and redoing and putting the thermal, thermal paste. paste. Yeah. <laughs> so let's back then that's good, what the internet good, was saying though good just job. put it in the oven yep. good job Eric <laughs> it's not for like you didn't thermal place laying around for, yeah. for only the fourth time in my life I'm speechless because yeah. now I'm going to figure out if that would actually work or not like there's no right. anyway we're not going down this rabbit hole but, but yeah, you're I not do, wrong you know there was that but I do have I have really fond memories of the Xbox 360 again because it was like yeah, you know for sure. I, first of all playing a lot of games on there the biggest one for me on that console ended up being um 
I think they put out Skyrim on that one. Mm-hmm. Skyrim yeah. came out for everything. Yeah, 11, 11, and 11, I remember. I'm yep. fairly positive you can get Skyrim Special Edition on a TI calculator if you try hard sure. enough. So yes, <laughs> um, yes. There, there is not a transistor-based device on Earth that you can't run. play Skyrim on. But anyway, you can, carry on. You can run Doom and Skyrim on everything. That's right. Um, but I And I've bought it on all of them for some right. reason. But. We, we, had our, we had our son in 2012. So it was towards the end of the life cycle. And, um, and I, you know, got Skyrim for the 360 and then he would, you know, he was just, you know, in his larval form, he didn't do much (laughs) in poop. So, you know, I would hold him in my arms. So he was resting on my arms and then have my controller in my hand and I would Mm. play Skyrim while he, (laughs) while he napped. So like the first year of his life, every nap that he took on me, I was playing Skyrim while he was there (laughs) sleeping. So maybe that's why he now as an 11 year old, you know, almost 11 year old loves video games so much because he was, he was absorbing it by osmosis. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. The womb, but it was video games. (laughs) Yep, exactly. But but you're right. I, I, for all of its weirdness, and there was a lot of weird moments during the 360 generation between Red Ring of Death and all of that. And there was also like, I I vividly remember the the weekend of the Banhammer, because hacking your 360 was a really common thing. And I remember the weekend they banned over a million Xboxes for being hacked in a single shot. And guess what all those people did? They went out and they bought another Xbox and and there was just, there was nothing. It was almost like they could do no wrong during this generation. I mean, you think, I also think about the, the number going back to the number of variations this thing saw because you had the original 360 then you had the xbox 360 you had the 360 elite the black one mm-hmm. and then they got into the actual form factor changes uh yes. and again forgetting yeah. all of the special edition ones that came through that were themed like they that was when they also got really big in like controller theming could you mm-hmm. remember that like oh, that was like i don't recall that being a thing really before then with yeah. all i mean i know nintendo did a lot with like everything. ds's and things like that but at the home console level i just don't remember it being the thing it is today until the 360 yeah um, they had those like face plates and stuff that you could yep. get and and put on there all, all, all of it and then because that, that then led into because it was an eight-year run so then they got into the you know the 360s or just the slim as people would call it and it was literally slim down 360 mm-hmm. um and then the one that I completely forgot about that segues this really well into the next bit is they had, so in 2013, they had the Xbox 360E, the cheapest, smallest fork of the 360 platform that suspiciously came out mere months before the announcement of the next Xbox, which you'd be forgiven for scratching your head, we still are 10 years later, called the Xbox One. It was the third yeah. Xbox, but it was called the Xbox One. And we're mm. probably going to spend some time on this one because there's, well, there, there's a lot to be unpacked, as Eric said, on this one. But one of the first things is, I firmly believe the Xbox 360E only existed because they knew they needed to get a budget market, a budget option on the market before the Xbox One dropped. Because comparatively speaking, boy howdy, was it expensive. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they had the Kinect camera, a which obviously added right? to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It and there's just a lot you can say about the Xbox One generation. 
and there's a lot you can say it's good. I have by the end of it, very fond memories of the Xbox yep. one, but that was Microsoft clawing back one foot at a time because it, it for me at least is one of the most disastrous product launch messages in tech history. I remember the messaging. About so much. Oh my, yeah. The messaging around this launch was so broken, so polarizing. And frankly, mm-hmm. as a consumer and participant in this market, infuriating because they had no idea. No, I shouldn't even say that. They knew what they were doing and they did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they had a game console that they refused to call a game console. Let's just start there. Yeah. They were insistent that this Xbox One was going to be the one central point of your yeah. home media experience. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Yeah. I just, I, to, can you tell I'm still upset 10 yeah. years later? Okay. Be, no. The ground they lost, and this is we're going to bridge this all the way forward to today and pick it up again in a few minutes. The ground they lost in this launch is ground they're still fighting to reclaim today and yeah, not yeah. successfully. Yeah, it gave that because PS4 time to, to, yeah, absolutely. Time. It, they basically pummeled themselves into the launch pad that threw the PlayStation 4 into the stratosphere. And mm-hmm. that's the same wave that the PlayStation 5 is riding today. It is well documented. I'm a PlayStation owner, but I am an Xbox fan. And I always have been since, since launch, I've been an Xbox fan and it makes me angry. The degree to which that entire brand has had to claw back since the disastrous rollout of the Xbox one bundling in the, the connect as a pack in and raising the price a hundred dollars as a result. They, they, racing your, Right. Erasing your price advantage out of the gate. Um, It had disastrous launch, like a launch title situation. Cody, do you remember like we were having Wii U level, like what are we going to play with this thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the, it wasn't a lot. It was the, uh, the DRM that they announced before it even came out where they said, you know, this thing is going to have to be online before you play anything, anything anything on it. Um, yep. which we were very upset about at first. Yep. And then, yeah, like you said, the connect. And I'm, if I recall correctly, it needed to be connected to the Xbox for it to function. Oh, yeah. Part, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 they, they firmware it out later on. But but yeah, it, the whole thing had to be there and functioning. And Cody, you're, you're really I want to step back a second and talk about that DRM thing, because you're right. They eventually had to walk that back, mm-hmm. but the da- but the damage was done. Going yeah. back to the messaging, th- this was not a failure of technology. There were actually a lot of things about the Xbox One that hardware-wise I had a lot of issues with. Um, I still believe we didn't finally get solid-state storage, <laughs> podcast pun intended, <laughs> until the Xbox Series A. Um, Series S and Series X, there was a hybrid drive version of the Xbox One, but th- the improvements were marginal at best. Mm-hmm. This console was slow from day one, and I oh, believed God. from that day one that it was because yeah. of the storage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No one will ever convince me they could not have gotten even just a basic solid-state drive in there to run the operating and just made the the navigation experience at all usable. But yeah. anyway, it, it was bad. It was, it was bad throughout the generation. But going back to messaging, with all that aside – the issue was the way they communicated that launch with DRM. The funny part is today that's basically where we are. 
Yeah. Like yeah. we ended up there anyway, but how they communicated, I'll never forget Sony's shot back across the bow. You know, how do you share games with a, with a friend on PlayStation? It was a guy handing a guy yeah. a PlayStation disc, <laughs> right? Because there was, because there was also the whole thing where it would be bound to your device. So yep. basically there was that, there was that time where GameStop was like, so what, you're just going to drop a nuke on the resale market. Yeah. Trade-ins just disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And guess what? That's still basically where we ended up, but mm-hmm. the messaging was broken. It, um, it, I, I, th- I think I remember, you know, there was a lot of commentary around the, uh, the announcement event for the Xbox one. And like you, I don't remember exactly, but the, the, the joke was you could basically count on one hand, the number of times Microsoft actually said game or game console at a yeah. game console launch event. Right. Because they, they were, were trying they, to make it a, yeah, your new your media media yeah. console. It was all the Cody, media you remember that they, they, they were too busy talking about the halo TV show from Steven Spielberg <sighs> a decade before it finally ever came out. I literally remember our jaws dropping me like Steven Spielberg <laughs> is working on a halo thing. Like what? <laughs> And then I remembered, oh, wait, we're at a game console event. Why are we talking about this right now? Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh. that's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, the Steven Spielberg show. Before it eventually they had the show. but Right. And, and they had 10 years to make a good show, and they still didn't do it. Oh, I could talk for a while about that. <laughs> I'm so upset. With <laughs> no, that. That's I want to. I want to circle back because, in true solid state fashion, here I I forgot to mention something. So, with the Xbox 360, so the um the Connect came out with the 360. We failed yes. to mention mm-hmm. that, yep. and it was and it was a fun add on with the 360. Like I remember playing Fruit Ninja on it, so I got one. That's but I, true, but I didn't. See, I skipped pay, it. I didn't pay for one. There so you go. I, I, Eric's I, well-known kleptomania of the early 2000s. No. <laughs> yes, it was. It was right in my pocket. No, I I wanted it Taco Bell. Oh, you know, you're like one kidding. of the one oh, of the pull-off exactly things on the drinks. About. So I won That's the connect hilarious. from there. So I was and That's and awesome. then you know they and you know I never won anything before and they shipped it to me. So I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. So you know, which was good, but it was. What did you know, your sodium levels look like to eat <laughs> enough Taco Bell to win a Connect? I went once. It was. I didn't go often. I just happened to win when I went in there. That's I was. Yeah. I was a McDonald's get out. Guy. You're done. <laughs> I, yeah, my sodium oh, was high. Man. Let's just put it that way. No, yeah. but. It, <laughs> no. It, it was it was no. it was fun though because I remember playing like Fruit Ninja on it and you mm-hmm. know I still I but had a I was had a that three... Eric you're right though it was even for those that paid for it though yeah you're right that first connect was let's also remember and you're right, we we really shouldn't have glossed over it for a long time it was the most successful product launch in consumer electronics history the original yeah. connect sold massive units they could not make them fast enough yep. because it was just fun but it was a fun choice that people got to make right. going back to di- going back to <laughs> disastrous decisions around the Xbox 1 launch th- they chose to make it a pack in yep they then chose to not just eat the cost and just bump the cost of the launch model $100 which made which it 200 so- more than Sony or was it no, I think it was just, I think, I think the gap was literally okay. because that's when they were able to level the playing field later too late or on was they dropped the connect out of the pack in and were able to get, reach price parity. But like mm-hmm. that, that one advantage out of the gate, a thing that people were already over, they didn't want to control their Xbox with their voice. I insisted on doing it because I like be I like being a nerd in my own house, but my Gosh, I could be alone in the house and it was still embarrassing when I would talk to the Xbox and it just wouldn't listen. 
I would and look you, around the room, thank God. I hope no one just saw me do that. Yeah. Well, and even Microsoft though we have through the camera, yeah. like, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and even though we had like webcams and phones and stuff at that time, it did feel weird to have a Kinect that was always on, right? That it was like looking at your living room twenty four. I was gonna say it was waiting in your to say living Xbox room for the first. <laughs> yes, it was in your living room for the first time. Smart assistants were just not a thing yet, the way they yeah. are now. So having this microphone, camera, what have you, in the living room was again sell it on the side for a hundred bucks, pack it in even for a $50 bump to make it cheaper to buy them to get, I I don't care, but just something, make it a choice. And maybe Mm -hmm. that thing gets legs. The, the pack in element of I'm only going to be able to have this console in my house. If I basically walk Phil Spencer into my living room and plop off my TV, that would, it just wasn't a good look. The messaging was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, It was that like post we, we want like motion controls and all that kind of thing. And it was post we, and like, I, I, know they looked at the, they looked at the incredible, and probably unexpected success of that first mm-hmm. connect on the 360. And someone in a meeting was just like, well, we have to pack this thing in, right? Like that's let's ride. Everyone's going to be expecting it now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wrong. And, yeah. and it just, and, and Eric, to your point, I, I honestly believe while the connect two was technologically far superior, people actually enjoyed the first connect. I don't know a single person off the top of my head that, had that that experience you're talking about with fruit ninja i don't remember a single person ever talking to me about that kind of experience with the second connect on the xbox one Mm-mm. and the minute people could unplug it and put it in the closet they did yep exactly i i have i have my original xbox one plugged in over here on my spare tv yep without the connect it's without the, the connect i have the connect still that came with it. it's stuffing in a closet somewhere in a yeah. box because yep. i don't use it <laughs> yeah i gave my so, dad the original xbox one that's what he uses and to your point it's it is slower than you could ever think it could be yeah, <laughs> like at this really point slow. in time yeah it was um, slow then i really yeah. do i i vividly <laughs> remember that so i i it's just one of the things i remember the night i got my first i pre-ordered i remember my i had i like the xbox one launch i had like the little um the the, the day one edition controller and sure. all that nonsense i still i still have that controller somewhere oh, yeah. but um I remember uh, we're living in a condo at the time. I remember setting it up in our living room, firing it up. And one of the first things I remember thinking was the menu experience. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I, you buy a new piece of technology and one of the expectations you can be forgiven for having is that it feels tangibly different the first time you use it. Mm You know, to this day, I buy a new iPad. I expect that iPad out of the box to feel in some way better than the one it replaced. Mm. And that, that's true of any phone, device, like consumer. I buy a new laptop. I don't want to feel like the old laptop. I just don't. And I remember firing up that Xbox One and thinking, this thing does not feel any faster than the Xbox 360 that's sitting on the couch right now that I just unplugged. And plugged that is, that is literally 11 years old or whatever, yeah. 10 years old at this point. Yeah. At, at that point. And I was right because it wasn't. The graphics, the, the processor, the GPU, all the RAM, all those things, more capable for sure. I go back to, for me, the choice that was made to put the same exact spinning, spinning storage in that drive was what made it unconscionably slow. For mm-hmm. the, you want to do something and charge me an extra $100 for it? 
do a version that had a, even a 64 gig SSD in it to run the, to run the operating system off of. That one change would have changed my experience with that entire console. It was not until the, I, I actually remember the Xbox One X, because much like the 360, this went through several iterations during its lifespan until the series until the series X and S came out yeah. in 2020. Get into the naming so, here in a minute. Good yeah. So yeah. There, was, there was a there was a seven year run for this one, so almost as long as the 360. Mm-hmm. But for me. There was, the, there was the one, then there was the one S. So that was the first slim down. They dropped the price. They it got was actually I, a better console too. It was absolutely like It wasn't a just console. a slim, like before with the Xbox yeah. 360 S, it was just a slim version with the same stuff in it. The, this had a the one S actually had a bump. Yeah. Yep. Performance yeah. improvement. It's big thing was it could do 4k media. It had a 4k Blu-ray right. player in it, but the real, the one that really, really changed things, the one X when I think about the Xbox One generation, it took that many years to become real for me mm-hmm. when the One X came out. Because that was the one where it's like, okay, this feels faster. These games load quicker. These things look better. It could actually do true 4K gaming. Like that, that was, and I get it, the technology had to get there. I don't expect them to be able to just snap their fingers and make you know, chips exist that didn't exist, but there were choices made in the, in the one X that had anything close to those have been made several years before. Uh, Phil Spencer and his team have been famously quoted recently of saying the most disastrous thing they're dealing with today is the, is the gaming generation they lost with the Xbox one. Yep. That generation, the, the, the Our PlayStation the, kids or something. The, yeah. Well, no, the, the teenagers, of that time that are adults right now are the lost generation that Xbox is still seeding ground to every single day to PlayStation mm-hmm. because they all were PS4 people that naturally became PS5 people. Yeah. And it's that that's a hard place to be. And I still all goes back to Cody, that launch event. I just, that the, yeah. there wasn't a redeeming quality about it. No, it just I wasn't. I think we recorded something talking about it. Like we were upset at the time. We were upset a week after that. Like even That's when they funny. rolled it back, it wasn't, it, did, it no. didn't make it better. Right. The, we were still no. like, oh, okay. The, <laughs> the damage was done. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there, there's, there are numerous examples of those kinds of things throughout tech. It's actually, you know, comes with the territory, but I don't know if there, I don't know of many with, with more or longer standing repercussions. And here we are in 2023 and I guarantee you there are still meetings happening with teams at xbox about triaging the trickle down effect of those fateful words 10 years ago yeah very very few examples of that in consumer tech yeah and and, you know obviously we were tech people so we we had one anyway (laughs) i had several i had one i think the only iteration of the one i didn't have was the one e Mm-hmm. Because it was worse than my One X, because it was the budget option. Right. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That that was. I'm, I'm mixing up my my time periods. That was the 360e. That's right. Yep. So no, I did. I had because I had the original. I had the I had the original giant glossy piano one. Mm-hmm. Then I had the then I had the One S. Um, and then at the, the, the day I could get a one X cause I saw that one coming. I clocked yeah. it. I'm like, cause that was the one that also had hybrid storage and the, the actual nav, the use of the device was faster and better. Mm-hmm. It wasn't SSD good, but it was better. Yeah. I remember you and, downloading the, like the packs to make the games, like the higher oh, resolutions yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah uh, what, uh, Xbox one X enhanced. Yeah, that's was, right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's right. With the, with the high, with the 4k textures and whatnot. So, I mean, that was, 
I love that console generation because it is a really interesting story. Something that launched broken mm-hmm. and over the course of seven years, they clawed it back one step at a time, but they clawed it back for the product. The damage in the marketplace was done. Yeah. And okay. that rolls, you know, directly into the current generation, which is going back to meetings, man. I got, I got to meet these people sometime. Who, <laughs> show me the people who were a in charge of calling the third Xbox, the Xbox one, mm-hmm. but then what? It, yeah. Rolling right into it's an S, Xbox. S, and now it's a series. The last S. one was you had the Xbox one X and now you have the Xbox series Series x X. and you're like which one you know chicken and the egg (laughs) anybody (laughs) who does isn't us who walks into a store could be forgiven seeing both of them on sale on the shelves because they were both on sale at the same time at the same time yep you know going in there and going okay which one of these is the new one because like you don't (laughs) how are you supposed to know well for the longest time it was the new one was the one that wasn't in stock Sure. And yeah, that is a true. story that's only changed very recently. So we have the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, better known as the black one and the white one. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're, 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 I mean, they are form factor very, very different. Um, but the Series S for me is, I, I'm, I'm going to take a couple minutes to talk about it and then probably not talk about it again because <laughs> I, I even have one. I, yeah, this is a long where story I... how I ended up with it, but I, it is an odd duck of a device because it was Microsoft wanting to keep this generation as accessible as possible. It's geared towards 1440p gaming. The performance, I, I will say, it is an incredible device for what it is. I still believe on the whole it is holding back the generation because putting putting my myself in the shoes of the developers, they're having to launch games and making sure... Again, yeah. why do consoles work? Because developers are able to make games at a very specific spec and know they're going to work across all those consoles and all those households that have that console. And the Series S is just like this this weird thing they have to make sure they support throughout the generation, even mm-hmm. though it is by nature inferior to the good one. Yep. And that's just that's a weird place place to be i feel so yeah it hinders games like obviously like next gen stuff because they they can't you know or they have to work harder to make it work on the old one right so maybe it takes longer to have the game come out things like that or they just have to have it not support it which then you fragmented your consumer base and dramatically limited the number of people that can buy it's it's just a weird choice i'll leave it at that It's, it's, it's just a weird 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 choice um but i will say at what they cost you know retail 299 i believe you can frankly get them cheaper than that often um Mm -hmm. if you're just someone that wants to break into gaming it's a really cool experience for what it costs um the very short version i ended up with one because it was while they were all hard to get and we wanted to get my brother a new xbox for christmas that year Mm -hmm. um i was yeah i remember you looking for this yeah yep i was not confident i was gonna be able to get my hands on a series x in time so i told my mom i'm like hey i have a blind on a series s i'm gonna go ahead and buy it um, so we have something, it's still better than the one he has. He had I, one that I had given to him. It, it, it was, I think a one S or it was older. It was definitely older. Mm. I mean, it's still gonna be better than what he has. So we'll have this. And then if we luck into a series X, if it's within the return window, I'll return the series S worst case scenario. I'll just keep it. Yeah. And um, 
I did end up keeping it because it was literally like 33 days later. It was one of those things where Microsoft was like doing rolling emails to people like, hey, if you still want a Series X, if you log in at this time, you can get one. And we ended up getting him one. I kept the Series S. And it was like, it was in my office for a long time. Actually, it's right behind me now. Now that I think about it, it's in my office right now. (laughs) Um, Because I don't really, I do PC gaming in this room. But um, Mm. anyway, it's just an odd duck of a device. I really, really like it, but I also don't understand the need for its existence fully right. because going back to, I'm not making small of $500. So that's a lot of money, but so is $300. And the Xbox series X is way more than $200 superior. Like mm-hmm. we, we say this about gear all the time. If you're actually wanting to do this, I would give anyone the advice of sit back, save your money and get the good one because there's mm-hmm. so much more value you're getting than those $200 could actually buy. Um, it's more storage. It's 4k. It's got better cooling. It's got, it's, it's just a better device. It's got a disc drive, which to me, I'm sorry, is still important. Mm-hmm. If this thing is supposed to be centric to people's media collections mm-hmm. as it is, I, they can they can ignore this all they want. People still own DVDs. They oh, just yeah. do. And oh, and, yeah. and as the generations have gone on, whether it be PlayStation or Xbox, it, it's become everyone's only player. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. how how many people out there go and buy a standalone DVD player, player or Blu-ray yeah. player for anymore? almost as much doesn't... as a Slim? You know, right? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, and just not does. I don't think it happens all that often unless you're building like a media console somewhere and not, yep. i don't think many people do that anymore everybody just has a no. tv and most people are streaming everything anyway and, and if they want to play are. a couple of discs that they've still got stuck in their garage when they think about it then yeah they need something to pop it into and again i do understand it Chance, chances are if you're in your dorm room you're not toting your you know gone are the days where you're toting your 200 disc dvd and blu-ray collection off to college you're streaming yeah, everything right. i get it but on the flip side though you're also potentially not spending $300 just to stream media. You're going to go buy a $40 Roku or your TV has it already built in. Like mm-hmm. $300 is a lot for a streaming box. Yeah. So again, if it's meant to be the center point of your media experience, there is value to be had in that disc drive because you can play things from a disc. Oh, totally. So, no, uh, but names aside, the Series X is for me, one of the best gaming experiences you can have today. The PlayStation yeah. 5, also incredible. Don't know what they were doing the day they designed it. I mean, you, yeah, still the, to this, this day. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Series X is, I mean, I almost bought, so our local Target had the, the refrigerator in stock the other day, and I very mm-hmm. nearly bought it because the Xbox Series X does look like a mini fridge. To the point that they made and currently sell an actual mini fridge that looks like a Series X, and I've nearly bought it on several occasions. <laughs> the PlayStation 5, as we talked about on that episode, looks like, I don't know, some fever dream from an 80s science fiction. Yeah, it's modern art. Is what it's it is, definitely, you know? yeah, science-y modern. Yeah. Art, it's, yeah. it's, it's a thing, but we're here to talk about Xbox. Um, it is also, for me, the ultimate expression of, you know, we said it came full circle because the Xbox One was effectively a stripped-down PC. The Xbox 360 was where they went. They went power PC, custom chip architecture. They went all the, and made it truly a game console. And then we've watched it step its way back to the Xbox One and now the Series X generation. This is now, if the Xbox, if the original Xbox was a stripped down PC, this is 
a soup.pc that you can magically buy for $499. Like yep, that, yeah. that is what it is. It is an impressive feat of, of, you know, industrial engineering that this thing works and can be sold for what it can be sold for. But as we also mentioned before, they also do it because they do not make money off the sale of that console. In fact, they likely lose money on the sale of that console based on the components. Yep. But what they're playing for, pun still intended, is what was once the game sales and still very much is, especially as Microsoft buys up every studio All the studios. on the planet. Yeah, for real. Eyes to. Um, but then there's the services behind it. There's Game Pass. There is Game Pass Ultimate. There's all, all these different ways to give Microsoft money every year or every month um, that, that has roots all the way back to that Xbox Live. Yeah. Um, oh, that, yeah. That's where that started. It's been in the DNA of this game, of this console since just about inception. Um, but really, this, the, the Series X is still fighting for ground against that PlayStation every day. It's still questionable if they'll ever fully reclaim it again because of the damage done by that Xbox one generation. But I will say through the COVID years, they were still pretty hard to find Yeah, when they hit shelves. People I had a really sure hard time getting bought one. Them. Um, Microsoft is, I don't think they're in a bad way right now. On because we 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 alluded to earlier about some struggles that Microsoft is still navigating. Definitely with the Xbox today, there is their strategy of roll up. They're getting you know international pushback on the purchase of Activision. Totally mm-hmm. understand why. Um, we're not going to make this a competition episode, but you also know if you listen to us, every episode is a competition episode. Yeah, and um, there are some big red flags around that one for sure. Um, but for me way beyond all that with the series x itself it's what's next you know what is actually next you know this is supposed to be xbox of history but i sit here and i look at it and i say okay the hardware is knocking on as good as we're going to get in a generation Mm -hmm. um sure the next one can have a speedier processor a more modernized gpu they can bulk up the ram what have you it's now just a pc yep so this is now just what we do. Every 18 to 24 months, you spec bump the processor, add some RAM, speed up the GPU, and life moves on. Yeah. That's just PC. That, that That's just now the, 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 the tick and talk fashion of the PC generations. What happens for the console? What's next for that experience? How, in you guys' opinion, if you were sitting in the room at that meeting we're talking that we're famously talking about, what is the answer to how do we forget surpass how do we catch up to the playstation in people's mind share because this is not even a technological question they're constantly in such spitting distance of each other frame for frame pixel for pixel it's about mind share how do you win back that lost generation or at least a meaningful part of it yeah i mean i mean for me it's it's gonna be it's it's tough because it's like you said, they're both so comparable now, um, spec-wise, between the two, the speed of the consoles, the way that they rigged the um, SSDs to work and become just so much faster for boot up and returning into your games and all that. They're very much on on par now, and there isn't one that's superior. So the only thing that it's going to be is it's going to end up being content. And yeah. and they've got they've got to swing for the fences with their content, and they need to start making games that no one else can touch. Like yep. they need, they need more of these first party um, things that just make people go, well, I, I, I've got to play that game and to play that game, I've got to have an Xbox. That's the only way that it's going to work. 
Mm-hmm. So bringing it all the way back to Inception, mm-hmm. they've got to have, and I don't mean literally this game, but they've got to yeah. have a Halo. Like, yeah. and I don't mean the next Halo. Like we we are finally beating they, that horse. And, and I think, and we I think it's more than Halo. just. I think it's more than just a Halo. They need right. they need about a half a dozen of these games that are coming out and iterating over time with their new consoles that you can't get anywhere else. else. They're you know, and I think that that's what they're hedging this Blizzard stuff on. They're they're they want those Blizzard IPs because mm-hmm. they, they want so to be able to put which out is those such an interesting things. dichotomy because you're right, but for those that have been paying attention to that story as it unfolds, the way they're getting the political capital they need to get this deal pushed through is basically by guaranteeing cross-platform availability sure. of all these IPs. Yeah, they but went to again, Nintendo and promised them that Call of right. Duty would be the same. And yeah. Yeah. So if, the, if the reason for the move is to try and get the IPs and the talent and the technology to have the greatest game experiences, but if the cost of getting that is having to deliver those experiences on all of your competitors platforms as well. The question that I don't think anyone can actually answer yet is, is there enough value left in that move or are you literally hedging everyone else's next move on top of it? Well, I think that, I think that they are at least in my head again, I'm not in that meeting, but it feels to me like they think call of duty is the biggest piece of it. But I almost think that they're saying, okay, Call of Duty is a lost cause. We're just not going to worry about Call of Duty anymore. Everyone's right. going to get Call of Duty because that gets us the deal. And then they're going to lean fully into Warcraft, Starcraft, um, Hearthstone, we haven't seen yet. all that kind of yeah. stuff. And they're going to make new games with those IPs. We're going to get a new, we're going to get the, the world of Starcraft that people were promised years ago. And it's going to yeah. be console playable. We're going to get a new world of Warcraft. We're going to mm-hmm. get... Uh, Overwatch, you know, all these IPs that they have. Did, you, they're did, did, really did, lean did in. listeners just hear it here first? Did Eric Sargent just announce the long awaited WoW 2? Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> or, or, they're going to, here first. or they're going to, like, they're, they're going, they're going to put WoW on the Xbox. Just bring mm-hmm. it to the freaking console. Bring, bring it to yeah. the console and get a whole new generation of gamers hooked on that. And, and, and you know, and obviously do something with it or, or iterate it or do World of Starcraft. Or they have so many IPs that yeah, belong yeah. to Blizzard that they could pull into and create new games. And they have so many fans. And then they'll come and if they make it an Xbox exclusive, they're going to sell right. consoles. So. So, yeah. so, so it's potentially a move of pay attention to this over here in this hand, which is we're going to give everyone else call of duty because that's what everyone's paying attention to. Don't pay attention to what's going on over here in this hand, which is all these other other monstrous IPs that we can hold on to for ourselves. I I can see that. Yeah, because, you know, World of Warcraft kind of lost some of its shine over the years. For sure. There are still millions and millions of people playing that game. And probably millions more would if it was on the xbox accessible that way and yeah. included in live like mm-hmm. in in game pass like here you go here's your game pass and it gets people to subscribe to game pass and you can play without having to pony up 15 bucks a month yep well and, and i do want to touch on and round it out with game pass but cody i think you were you had something there as well yeah no i was gonna say i, I when you asked that question i completely agree with eric there that it, it's gonna have to be those exclusives again um, yep. And not that they aren't doing new IPs or exclusives, but they're not doing them well. Like, I feel like any new game releases I've heard of, you know, recently, it's either coming out buggy and they have to patch it or, yep. you know, yeah. so I just feel Nicole. like they need the, ex- yes, exactly. And they need the exclusives, but they need to also work really well, right? Like Halo 4, or, you know, Halo 5 or 6, right. you know, when they come out, they need to 
work well. When it, Halo 5 it, was getting announced, it looked terrible, yeah, you know? <laughs> it needs to be the best possible experience. And I go back to, you know, exclusives for someone, for a lot of reasons, but exclusives have gotten a bad rap. I think exclusives can be great. I have no problem with the concept of exclusives. In fact, I want to both of your points. I want more exclusives mm-hmm. yeah. because I want a intentional effort to craft the best possible experience on this one device that makes it worthwhile for me to own that device and have that experience. The problem is that recently <laughs> they have because yeah. the problem where Microsoft is getting themselves into water is it it is anti-competitive to buy your way into exclusives. You know, if Microsoft owns a company that Mm. then makes the best possible experience for their own product and delivers it there, so people have to go buy that product to get the experience, that's just good business. Yeah, that's, yeah. To go out and wield your bucket of cash to buy something that someone can already do somewhere else and then throw a walled garden up around and make it artificially so they can only use it on your device. That's mm. anti-competitive. That's what needs to be stopped. So right. to totally. that, to you, to both your points, call of duty, you can already play it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm good with it. As long as they guarantee that that's going to continue. Great. Because you're right, Eric, if, if, if world of Starcraft doesn't exist and it doesn't, and the way to make it exist in its best possible incarnation is for Microsoft to own that IP and deliver it in the best possible way on my Xbox. Go for it, guys. Go get yeah. it done. I'm, 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 I'm good with it because what I don't want is we're going to allow you to make this acquisition, but the caveat is everything you release for the next 10 years has to be cross-platform. Mm-hmm. Well, then what was... What, They've what, lost all the, the ground. One? Yeah. That that well, that's also how you're going to have ten years of substandard experiences. Because mm-hmm. what's what's the motivation to make it as great as you possibly can if you're going to put in all that time, all that effort, and most of the sales are going to go to your are going to drive sales for your competitor? That, yeah. yeah, they optimize it lower for their other console that you don't make, and yeah, right. Absolutely. So I did want to talk about because you both said it, and it's such a great point. I do want to round it out with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, Game Pass is one of those things where everyone just about has their equivalent to it now. PlayStation mm-hmm. has one. Nintendo has kind of a way to do it. Not the same. It's all their <laughs> right. their legacy stuff yeah. on, on Nintendo Online. But Game Pass, it, it, it's hard to not agree, remains to me at least the best deal in gaming today. Because yeah. what you gain access to as a subscription service, we've done a whole episode on subscription services and we'll probably mm-hmm. do plenty more. That is just one where... For all the years now that I've been paying for it consistently, I've never once seen that charge pop on my credit card and ever have the wonder of, am I still getting value out of that? Mm. And I have that moment with several other services, many of which I've been like, you know what? I'm not. And then I go cancel it. I do try to be very diligent about Mm. canceling services I don't see value in. I've never once to this day, not saying I never will, but to this day, and it's now been years that I've been paying for that service. I have, in fact, Eric, I remember the day I signed up for it. It was to get Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Oh, when Sea of Thieves dropped, yeah. Sea of Thieves dropped. I was unsure if it was going to be worth the 60 bucks, but I did the Game Pass trial to try it out. A, ended up loving Sea of Thieves, but then also fell in love with half a dozen other titles. Dive so the 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 minute that trial was up, they got my credit card number and they've had it ever since. And I see and I, I see that because I do the ultimate one now because of PC. It, there's value for me on PC yep. as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. So for fifth for fifteen dollars a month, I have never gone a whole month and not found some new game to play that would have otherwise cost me thirty, forty, fifty, sixty dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I and mean that's that's impressive. 
like truly to say that this many years on yeah, let's give him kudos it's so nice i pay for it twice so we <laughs> we have we have we have three consoles in the house three xboxes because yep. there's three of us and we want to play sea of thieves together because we love the game so to do that i can parent child one of the xboxes to my main account so mm-hmm. that my yep. son can play with me but if the wife wants to play with us we we need another one so we have one ultimate game pass and one regular game pass in the house for the two different consoles so all three yep. of us can play the game together at the same time so i mean it, and i and i just go back to the value proposition truly and i don't want to make this uh you know heart-wrenching for the cost of a cup of coffee a day but really <laughs> like truly for the cost of let's call it what it is an aggressively mediocre meal mm-hmm. i have access to an ever-changing library of some of the best gaming experiences on the planet yeah. that's 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 an accomplishment yeah, i mean you talk it, about it, those it, halo it, games you can incredible. play every single all one of them, of them. Yep, all Every the year, all, all you know, day and date releases for all for all the Microsoft first party properties. So when I think about the value of that of that potential Activision acquisition, yep, say that ten times fast. Um, <laughs> day and date releases for those kinds of IPs you're talking about. You just signed me up for that, and that and that's the play. Mm-hmm. They want because that that immediately reinforces the value of you're going to get my X number of dollars a month, pun intended. For the foreseeable future, because I know what's coming. Yeah, and now the next StarCraft, the next WarCraft, the next uh, Overwatch are available for you only on Game Pass Ultimate. And all of a sudden, they've got people subscribing so they can get into that. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to sound so counter to our our constant, you know, beating of the drum for competition. But I would just want to circle back. I think that's okay because Mm -hmm. if they're, if that's what they have to do to deliver those experiences and deliver them well, a mediocre at best experience available on any platform you want versus a truly great experience on the platform that you bought, paid for and built. I'm sorry. I'm okay with the second one Mm -hmm. because guess what? As long as the market, Well, as long as the market still supports Sony or Nintendo or anyone else to go out and do the same thing, that competition is still alive. Well, that's the biggest thing. I've never seen anybody go, you know, Microsoft is getting the short end of the deal because I can't get Mario over there. Right. Everybody expects Mario and Zelda to be on Nintendo. Ten million copies, for example. I haven't heard anyone say I'm not buying Tears of the Kingdom because I want it on my Xbox. No. No. They go out and they get a Nintendo. And 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 I think they need those kind of properties. That's what I mean. They need those kind of properties there. I just don't have it. The crux of the issue for me is I think the need for competition has been confused for equal opportunity. Right. And there is a need for competition. It is necessary for any industry to survive long-term and so be meaningful for the consumer. That does not mean that a a necessary component for that competition is for me to have chosen to have a PlayStation that I should expect to have the same experience as someone that chose to have an Xbox. It's a choice. I chose a platform. And if you want to participate that badly in both. Buy both. Buy both. And again, I'm not saying, oh, just go, you know, it's way 500 more dollars. But if that's something that's important to you and something you want to go yeah, do, you have the choice, go, yeah. go, you have the choice, go do that. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I, it's very important to me as I, as I hold myself accountable to, Hey, I, I sit here and I say, I believe in competition. Like where should this line be for me? I realized the line isn't, well, it's, I bought a PlayStation. So it's my right that I play the next fable. Absolutely not. That's mm-hmm. not the way yeah. that works. So, 
Yeah, and and again, that's and that's also go, going back to that choice here to round it out. That's a choice that I've made. I mean, I I Certainly. do not I do not own a PlayStation Five. That's right. In the current generation, and there are games on there that I would love to play, um, but I you know choose to not spend money on another console when I have three of one of the consoles right, in my yeah. house already. Well, and, I mean, granted, they're all three different generations, and some sure. of them are very cheap, but still, you know, it's like. But also, not to mention, we talked about this up until very recently. You just couldn't get one. That too. Yeah. This is 2023. These consoles came out in 2020. We are talking, it's been in the last few weeks that they've been somewhat readily available. Yeah. I walked into a to a Target the other day and saw for the first time a PlayStation 5 just sitting on a shelf. Yeah, I still Ever. haven't seen that in my area. I can yeah. get them online, but I, I haven't seen yeah. one sitting in my area yet. Either. Yeah. For the very, and it's so funny how these things work. My first thought was, do I need to buy that? And I'm like, absolutely not. No, stop it. Shut it down. Stop it. probably resell that for a little more. No, yeah. no, no. That's where I do draw a hard line. College me got away with that with the Wii. And that that was because I actually needed that money. And not that I don't need always, quote unquote, need more money. I refuse to participate in what was the egregious scalping environment of the yeah, launch of this generation. Yeah, oh, this yeah. generation's been bad. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Well, on that bombshell, anything you guys have to uh, wrap up our walk through Xbox of history? Nope. Just everybody subscribe to us. You don't even have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I've paraphrased it on the show before, but I'll, I'll round it out with, you know, something Phil Spencer loosely said once, which is, you know, when we game, we all win. And I actually do believe I do, I do believe that, you know, this is by nature competitive between companies. Games themselves are competitive in nature. And. Mm-hmm. I want these companies to be better so that more people can game and have an, and have a powerful, yeah. meaningful experience out of it because mm-hmm. it is it has been a meaningful experience for me throughout my entire life. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. No. Yeah, it's not just for game quote unquote gamers anymore, you know. Yeah, That's exactly. Like. Mm-hmm. Gaming for everyone. Yeah. yeah, there we go. All right. Well, on that, we will wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. Later. Later.